0: Moments with Andy, the podcast, brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. My name is Andy. Thanks for spending a moment here with me. It is Monday, June 22nd. A big study published in the journal Science, I believe back in December, making some news again here. And we'll be chatting about science and what I'll call the self-correcting nature, perhaps, of science. But this study, now I can't remember if we explicitly chatted about it on the night show here back in December whenever it came out. But uh, if we did, I wouldn't surprise me. Now what the study was, basically to sum up, was it showed that if opponents of same-sex marriage had talked to a gay person for about 20 minutes that that would quite often change their mind on that social issue. Now this was conducted by some social scientists and one of them, a graduate student, Michael J. Lecour, I believe is his name, and why this is making news again is after that study came out, which then made headlines all across the world and was this big deal, turns out the results were mostly faked from this study. Now the other co-author found out that the results were faked. So, pulled the study, it's been retracted, but has cast kind of a black eye on science, as many have seen it. A lot of folks saying, well, look, science can be just as subjective and can be whims to somebody's, um, you know, previous biases as anything else. Now, to some degree, I think that's applicable to individual studies and um, experiments, yes. To science as a whole, I think a little bit different, and we'll get there in a short while. But again, some of these critics saying, well, look, this is very similar to other studies that have been falsified. And they mention here in an article from the LA Times about a Japanese researchers admitting last year that a breakthrough on stem cell research, I that sounds familiar. I, I, I can't remember what that study was about. But again, a big headline making study results again faked. A young scientist falsified some of the results. And they also mention a more widely known one, you've probably heard about this, but a 1998 study in the journal Lancet that uh, used phony data to link autism to childhood vaccines. We've probably heard of that one. Again, falsified, that retracted as well. So folks saying, well, look, you have some of these big studies, big experiments put out, and they're faked to either gain recognition on the part of the uh, scientist involved. Uh, perhaps sometimes they're saying the journals, these magazines, Pick these things up without vetting them too much because they make big headlines and could increase funding, increase revenue for the magazine. So it's more about getting something that'll make news and that sounds juicy and current for the times versus um, perhaps a well-researched or documented study. Where if you know if you're publishing a sort of mundane study, it's not going to you know won't be moving your journal off the the shelves at uh, the quick rate that some of these big headline-grabbing studies will and then folks dinging science as a whole for this. But the interesting point here is the reason this was uncovered was by other scientists. Tried to replicate the findings made in this study and couldn't do it. And that's how science works. You can have some jokers putting out this um, amazing-sounding study, but unless you can replicate it and duplicate it, then it means the first study was flawed, the first experiment, uh, experiment was flawed. So as much as you can ding science, and yes, some scientists in the short term may take uh, sort of the easy route, the short route, to try and gain headlines and perhaps receive a bunch of grants and funding for their previous research. But eventually, other scientists are going to come around. Science itself will come back around and correct that. If it can't be verified again, if it can't be replicated again, then it's bogus and it's called into question. And that's the great thing about science. It may mess up in the short term, but in the long term it'll come back and correct itself. So let's not ding science too much. It's okay to ding certain scientists for crappy studies and crappy results, but science itself, I believe, is what kind of comes in and saves the day in the end. Let me know what you think. Andy at kwpt.com. As you know, here on The Night Show, we love talking about money and politics, that unholy alliance, right? Well, a New York Times and CBS News poll came out a bit ago, this might be over a week old by this point, but check this out, this may not be too surprising, but 84% of Americans think money has too much influence in politics today, and 85% say that the campaign finance system needs, quote, fundamental changes, end quote, or complete rebuilding. So again, 84% and 85%, which again, in politics is huge. You almost never have anything with that large of a majority feeling in favor of one thing or another. So that's heartening to me because again i'm one of those 84 percent and that 85 percent right there and you probably are as well however the bad news is it doesn't mean that politicians are going to do a damn thing about it perhaps when you know it's when you feel like there's some sort of corruption going on and your only avenue to reform or change is to go through those who are already corrupt doesn't leave you with too many options now does it and also interesting to note is most of, the, you know, most of the folks that I feel probably represented in um, these polls and many people who complain about the role of money in politics are probably those of us who don't have all that much money. Don't quite often hear, although there are some of them out there, you don't hear quite as much from folks who have a lot of money complaining about the role of money in politics. Mirror kissers, a term I love and enjoy. I want to say I, I came up with it. I hope I'm correct in that. And generally talk about it in the sense of how it relates to gyms. People at the gym, you know how gyms always have mirrors all over the place. Under the pretense of, so if you're working out, you can check out your form, make sure you have the correct posture, and blah, 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 all that. When we in fact know the, the, re- <laughs> the reason all these mirrors are up at the gym is for us to watch ourselves and look lovingly into our own reflection. And, of course, that doesn't happen just at the gyms, it happens in our everyday life. You'll notice when people are walking by, and I do it once in, once in a while myself too, you're walking by some shops with the big windows, and you can see your own reflection. You might take a little glance, see how you look, make sure you don't have any toilet paper hanging off of the heel of your shoe, or you walk by some cars and you check out your own reflection, the, the, the windows on the side, whatever it is. And, of course, we have them in our house when we're getting ready for the day. You want to look appropriate, you want to make sure there's nothing hanging out of your nose or whatever, but a British survey just came out finding that, um, I guess I mean this might defy some perhaps gender stereotypes I myself subscribe to, found that the average man looks at himself in the mirror 23 times a day, compared with 16 times for women. So about seven times more a day, men than women. And as well, men like to, quote, admire, end quote, their appearance. The study says, the survey found, rather than women who simply want to make sure they, quote, look okay, end quote. So more of us men more frequently staring into the mirror and gazing longingly and lovingly at our own reflection, and more men than women out there, I will say, fall into the category of mirror kissers, for better, or I would say perhaps for worse. This has been Moments with Andy, the podcast, brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. Like this podcast? Well, don't be ashamed, be proud. Tell a friend or post a comment in the iTunes store. Every little bit of help, well, helps. Moments with Andy is made possible by a generous grant from the Horace P. and Nancy R. Shakey Foundation.